You're listening to NapaBroadcasting.com, the voices behind the headlines. The Napa Valley Film Festival is just around the corner, coming out of mothballs during the past several years. One of the people that is making this festival possible this year as it gets back to the real world is our guest today, Thomas Bensel. He is the managing director of the CIA at Copia, and it is my pleasure to welcome him here to the program. Thomas, thanks so much for joining us. Happy to be here, Jeff. Thanks for inviting me. It's great to have you here. Certainly, Copia has in the past been a part of the film festival. This year, it is really the central part of it. Talk a little bit about how that evolved this year. Well, you know, we've had the relationship, as you said, with the film festival for years. Um, And uh, earlier this year, Rick Garber had actually reached out to us, uh, along with Ron Hoffman, who handles a lot of PR, and both of them are volunteer board members, um, about, you know, what it would look like in November to do the film festival and and from their perspective, kind of um, bringing back um, the festival and, and, and the, the infrastructure needed to do that. Um, while we were in discussion, um, Ron Hoffman has uh, connections uh, that I was curious about and we started talking about um, his connections with Netflix and several uh, Netflix stars uh, that have programs there, one of them being Phil Rosenthal. Um, and I'm a big fan of uh, somebody feed Phil and asked him, is it possible to get him here, uh, which he did. And we did a small program around him screening a uh, episode of, from his show and us doing a reception up on the second floor of Copia in our teaching kitchen because um, it was all about food. And, and I think that it went so well that it kind of gave uh, Rick and Ron the idea that um, maybe this this was a, a good entry point for the film festival rather than trying to take on a you know seven or 10 day program that maybe we just start um, with us here at Copia and put a, uh, a kind of a film and culinary adventure together to kind of create a, a fun experience to get going this year. Um, so we tested it out a little bit on another Netflix um, uh, screening, which was the final episode of Netflix's new Iron Chef competition, where we actually had all the competing Iron Chefs here, except for one and the final contestant. And we screened that and then actually did a sit down dinner in the Chuck Williams Culinary Art Museum here on the second floor at Copia, uh, featuring all of the dishes, all the final dishes. Uh, in that competition. And that went so well that we then expanded that to the idea of, well, if we do this um, film festival, maybe we keep it small, maybe we keep it at at, at Copia, and wouldn't it be great if we tied food into it? Uh, Because food and film is, or food in film is always something that um, people may notice. but it normally has a place, at least some place in a movie. So just the combination of it and the fact that we did have history together really uh, was was kind of the, the compelling reason to try to put something together for this November. And talk a little bit about how it's going to work this year. Obviously, there's the wonderful 230, 240-seat theater at Copia. Talk about how that's going to work with the food, with the events that are following the various films. So um, we've chosen four films to basically pair with a food and beverage event. Um, and that's Cha-Cha Real Smooth, the Lamborghini movie, the uh, 
the everything everywhere all at once and the glass onion, the new knives out mystery. Um, so in, in doing so, he decided, you know, let's, let's try to see if there's elements within those films that, that can lead us to create a fun menu around it. Um, so starting on Thursday and going through Sunday, those four films will be, and there's other films that are being shown, but those four films will kind of be the centerpiece for us from a culinary standpoint. Um, we'll start off on Thursday with cha-cha real smooth. And, you know, I don't want to, you know, be a, a spoiler alert here. Um, it's, it's a, it's a really fun and interesting film about a guy that's just gotten out of college, really trying to find himself working a really horrible fast food restaurant job, uh, meat on a stick, which is fictional. Um, but he finds his place as kind of a party starter for a bar mitzvahs and, um, and, and through that, I'm sorry. Um, and and um, so we decided that we would kind of take as a theme that we would we would stick with kind of a bar mitzvah themed reception because we won't do a sit down dinner that night. So we'll we'll do some fun things that are that are kind of, you know, locks and bagels and potato lockies and sour <laughs> cream, pastrami sandwiches, things like that. And that'll feature up at, at the end of the film after they've done a Q&A. Um, with Cooper Rafe, and after they've, you know, presented him with an award, um, we'll ask everybody to exit up through the the, the second floor uh, um, exit and into the mezzanine and Heston Teaching Kitchen and the Chuck Williams Museum, and have a big walk around reception around the food. And then for the other movies, we'll be screening and they'll be doing a Q and A, and afterwards. We'll ask folks again to come up through the second floor, but this time to go directly into the Chuck Williams Culinary Art Museum that we have set up with dining tables for 180 people. And we'll do a sit down dinner um, that is themed on each one of the movies. Tell us a little bit about the themes for each event and a little bit about the food that goes along with it. Sure. So for Lamborghini, um, interestingly enough, we're actually hosting a delegation from Amelia Romana earlier that day. Uh, and the uh, Lamborghini plant and museum is uh, located just outside of Bologna in Emilia-Romagna. Um, our new chef, Dominic Orsini, who for the last 14 years has been at Silver Oak as their chef, um, it has a, a, a very strong Italian heritage. Uh, so he was very excited about putting this menu together. And, and Emilia Romana is, is really well known for, uh, for, for these, it's kind of like the breadbasket of, of Italy. And that's where you get your Parmesan Reggiano, your prosciutto di Parma, balsamica di Medina. So all of these really great ingredients. So we're going to bring all of that into the menu. And we'll, we'll start with this large antipasti on, on the table. So when everybody comes out, because the, the, the movie will run, you know, into past eight o'clock and, and, and uh, we probably won't sit people till 8.15, 8.30. So we're gonna, at each of these, we're gonna have food ready to go on the table. So there'll be a big spread of antipasti and then we'll have a primi, which will be the lasagna verde. Uh, so a spinach lasagna, uh, traditional kind of bolognese sauce. Uh, a cotoletta a la bolognese, which uh, is a veal cutlet, um, Re Reggiano, Parmesan Reggiano cheese, and uh, prosciutto di Parma. Um, and then we'll finish that with a really great olive oil cake that is a Orsini uh, Dominic family recipe. 
so that's the Lamborghini inspiration from Italy. Everything Everywhere All at Once was was a little bit more difficult, but once we started really kind of thinking about it, there's an element very early in the in the movie, again, no spoiler here, but um, where the grandfather or the father of, of the main character is um, demanding that they that she not overcook the noodles. So that will be that will be one of the that'll be the start. It will be a, a, a really nice kind of uh, uh, Chinese noodle dish. Um, and then at one point in time, the main character was working in a um, in a in a teppanyaki restaurant as as the teppanyaki chef, uh, you know, chopping and dicing on the griddle and throwing shrimp and stuff mm-hmm. in the air. So that inspired us for the for the main entree. Uh, and then glass onion, uh, the whole thing happens in and around um, uh, Greece. So it's a Greek themed menu. Uh, the one little fun piece we're having with it is, of course, glass onion. So we're in kind of in a tongue tongue in cheek way. We're going to have create a little simple onion appetizer at the table for everybody when they first come in. Even though a lot of work has certainly gone into this, it does seem like it may have been a lot of fun for Copia and for the CIA to figure out ways to pair the food with these various films. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that's that's something that, you know, as culinarians, we always uh, enjoy the creative process. So, um, you know, kind of looking at it, when, what our... our uh, our, our vice president of marketing back in New York was curious what we were going to do because none of the movies were about fil- none of the films were about move, uh, food. So we were like, well, you know, it doesn't have to be about food for us to be involved because, you know, as as we just pointed out, there's food elements in, in right. all of these films. So um, so that was that was that was easy to do and fun to do. Um, the same thing when we were doing the other events. Uh, that we've been doing with Ron and, and Rick and, and uh, Cinema Napa Valley, uh, which is the parent organization. So uh, we're we're very happy about partnering with them, not only for this, but for future things as well. Um, we've upgraded our, uh, our projector here at uh, Copia, so that will be first time ever it will be showing the these films, so it'll, it'll be a much more higher resolution projector and sound system, uh, and we look forward to doing more programming like this throughout the year, so that Cinema Napa Valley can, you know, not just depend upon a single film festival uh, to kind of keep themselves going. This is something that we think that we can pair with, and and the reaction so far with. The other programs we've done with them has been really, really positive, and 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 all the people coming to it, and most of them locals. Uh, really, I, I was approached numerous times with people saying, "Please continue doing this. This is so fun." Beyond this film festival, tell us a little bit about how the CIA at Copia has been able to weather the storms of the past several years. Yeah, I mean, it was tough. We did shut Copia down for about ten or eleven months. Um, we were lucky because uh, we did keep Greystone open, which is, you know, in all honesty, it's our main business. We are a college, um, and we were able to continue our, uh, our, our classes and academic schedule through the COVID um, crunch. Um, but Copia really relies a little bit more on uh, one of the things we do here. We just finished our Worlds of Flavor conference which is our biggest industry conference that we do here. And we do 12 industry conferences a year um, here at Copio in the hospitality, 
uh, hotel, restaurant, and um, and and uh, nutrition uh, fields. Uh, and this this is um, we weren't able to do that obviously with COVID. So that was that was the bigger challenge. And it was just really difficult as we got into the winter months um, in in 21 to be able to sit people outside. It just wasn't very comfortable. So um, we did shut it down, but we started coming back in the summer of 21. And, and, I, and I have to say our, our programming that now reaches out to the consumers to come and take single day or multiple day cooking classes, our beverage classes, uh, the events that we have been doing, we, we just did a big event this past, uh, not yesterday, but a week ago Sunday with Matt Horn, who has a barbecue uh, pop-up out of Oakland. Um, those have really seen great attendance. Uh, our our hands-on cooking classes for consumers have picked up. The restaurant, the Grove, is, is, um, is running solid. So it, it took a while. As with everybody in the Valley, we're, we're quite challenged with, um, with staffing. So we are limiting um, our, our dinner service uh, in the Grove to only five nights a week, but we do a, we do a brunch on Saturday and Sunday that's very well attended. Uh, so it's been, it's, been a, it's, it's been a journey for sure. I still think that it is a journey for us uh, going forward. Uh, we, we'd love to be able to open up a little bit more, but it's a, more of a staffing situation than anything else. Well, hopefully the film festival will bring a lot of people back to Copia, to the CIA at Copia, and it'll be a further expansion of, of getting back into the swing of things. Yeah, that's that's absolutely one of the things that that we really look forward to. Not only with um, with the film festival folks, um, but you know we do have Festival Napa Valley that came back again this right. summer and ran uh, fifteen concerts out of our amphitheater, and most of those were free and open to the community. Um, and we're looking at other organizations within the within the valley itself to partner with. Um, you know, we, we work with the Rail Arts District and have a couple of nice art pieces with the city of Napa for the Lighted Art Festival. Um, these are all things that, that we look to continue uh, doing and engaging um, the community as a primary and obviously visitors as, as something, uh, as a secondary piece to that as well. But our, but our primary focus here is to really engage the community and the surrounding Bay Area and have them come and, and experience what we have to offer here. And certainly the film festival will be another link in that chain. Thomas Bensel, the managing director of the CIA at Copia, I thank you so very much for spending time with us today. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. Take care. Thank you. Local Voices, Local Conversations, NapaBroadcasting.com.